Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Afterburners podcast. I'm your host Samuel Oni and with me is Wes Spearman. Wes, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good, Sam. Obviously, recent news in the F1 world, Ferrari's launch. Got onto that a bit later, but yeah, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So in today's episode, we'll be going through the remaining launches over the past few few days, including Ferrari, who recently launched just over an hour ago. We'll be going through Ferrari. We'll be going through why Tom Brady of the NFL made a slight cameo in Aston Martin's launch. We'll be also talking about Haas's launch and Williams, and there may also be a quiz at the end. So, starting with Ferrari, as they they just launched, well, I must say I'm absolutely impressed with it, if I must say. I mean, the burgundy red, the black, it was just absolutely beautiful i i couldn't like i couldn't even get express my words what did you think of it yeah just coming off on the on the back of what you said i yeah i really like the uh the burgundy at the back of the car and on, and on the rear wing i think that looks really really good <laughs> um with the usual sort of uh, ferrari red on the on the rest of the car and yeah the black it, it's just worked to ferrari doesn't it and we've seen over the last few years they've sort of changed up from going a bit of red and white to now more red and black i really like that but the one thing I absolutely hate about the car is that green uh, Mission Winnow logo, I guess. It's just an eyesore for me. It does not look good at all. It's like when you're in like year five ICT or something and trying to come up with something and you just pick what, whatever two colours you like. And it's just like, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't look good. But um, yeah, besides not something, that... Not something you expected. It's definitely not what I expected. I wouldn't have fought green on a Ferrari ever. You don't see many green Ferraris. You obviously most of them you see are are red. There's a few black ones. Yellow is quite popular as well, and sort of a dark navy blue kind of color. But green, no, green for me is more of a like a Lamborghini sort of color. Um, I don't know why <laughs> they've come with green. Whether um, Mission Widow wanted them to have green on their car, I don't know. But yeah, for me that's it's an eyesore on what would otherwise be quite a nice car to look at. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, I'm just looking at the f- the photos just on my phone here. And like the one bit I like is, I don't know if you've noticed, but when you're looking at the car in a horizontal sense, the burgundy along the, along the bottom, along the side, it gets darker as you see it. I, I'm not sure if you've noticed that. And I think that's a really, that's, that's a really good yeah. trait. They've, it's spot on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just sort of like fades away a little bit. And I think, They've got the sort of the red and the burgundy. They've got the mix quite right. They haven't put it too forward on the car at all. They and they haven't put it too back. It's like flat bang in the middle of of the of the fin almost uh, of the car, just behind the engine. And I think that works really, really well. I think if you want to do sort of a blend of two colours on a car, Mercedes take notes of what Ferrari's done because <laughs> that works well with the red and the burgundy on the Mercedes. For me, it doesn't work well with with the black and the silver. Mm, yeah, I must agree with you on that one. So Ferrari did well with a good launch, but question is, come end of the episode, where do they finish in our in the rankings? Yeah, good question. We'll, we'll come to the rankings at the end, but for me, Ferrari overall, I'd say I kind of like it, but also the <laughs> I can't just get my eyes off the green. It's the one like everyone's used to a red Ferrari car, but then you got the green. And it's just like why. Um, yeah, I, I wonder. I wondered what you were going to say. Then saying Ferrari were really good, whereas last year they weren't. They were dreadful last year. They came sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to Aston Martin then? 
Yeah, that's me. One, one, perhaps one of more anticipated launches. The new, well, I say new team, but a rebranded team. And um, we saw, we both watched the launch live, and it, it was just a bit chaotic, wasn't it? It was. I mean, as much as 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 nice as it was to see Gemma Arterton presenting, I think it was just after that where I don't even know where to start. Do you want to start it off? Give your opinion. I mean, the launch itself, it started off quite nicely, as you say, with I think the, the sort of promo video that they put out was just absolutely brilliant. Sort of going into the history of, of Aston Martin and their, their history of racing, I think that was absolutely brilliant to watch. And then you go into the start with, uh, as you say, Gemma Arterton, who I think is a former Bond girl, which is why she was, I think, obviously Aston Martin and Bond, they're pretty much tied together, aren't they? And then you had Lawrence Stroll, who looked a bit like Santa. <laughs> his beard and his grey hair um, come out and sort of say all the sort of like corporate stuff that people that team principals do and then yeah we had a message from Tom Brady and I'm just like yes. hang on what's going on here yeah. <laughs> what, yes. what relevance I, does he have I don't know what happened in preparation for it how you got the guests but I don't know what he was doing on there so I don't know what he was doing, honestly, because... No, it was just... I, I can't even remember what he said. I was just like, hang on, why is Tom Brady here? Why is an NFL player got anything to do with Formula One and, and Aston Martin? I just, did, I just didn't get it whatsoever. It was just baffling to me. And then later on, we had James Bond, who makes, who makes a little bit more sense, because the Aston Martin and James Bond, as I say, go hand in hand. But it's like yeah. when you see singers or models or whatever at Grand Prix waving the, waving the flag or something. Just like you only care about F1 because you've been asked to do it. Any other day of the week, you could not give two hoots about F1. Yeah. For those who don't know who James Bond is, the, the man behind it is the one and only Daniel Craig. Carry on. Yeah. yeah and he, he, I think I heard someone say he looked like he was in a hostage situation. It was just it was just like a blank wall behind him. And he was just like sitting there, just talking to the camera. It was, it was just like, well, what point does this have? What relevance does this have? This, do we really want to hear James Bond talk about Aston Martin and stuff? No, we want to hear from Lance Stroll, Sebastian Vettel, Otmar Zafnauer, the team principal, Lawrence Stroll again. We don't really want to hear from two people who don't really care about Formula One. I guess it's a, it's a bit of novelty. And I guess being an Aston Martin team, they sort of had to have some sort of James Bond link in there. But it was just a little bit weird for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I think I think it was because I didn't understand the relevance. I was more confused with the Tom Brady appearance than yeah, I was same. with Daniel Craig, if I must be honest. Because like you said, Daniel Craig is the man behind the Bond films. And, you know, he's doing a stuff, but... Again, going back to Tom Brady, with respect to him and his sport, I don't think it was the right fit for him to be in the Aston Martin launch, given his opinion. Yeah, again, it just goes back to sort of what relevance does this have? Yes, he's he's a massive superstar, especially in the USA. But over here, unless you you follow NFL, then people are going to be like, well, hang on, who's this? If it wasn't for the Super Bowl a few months ago, I'd just be like, hang on, who, who's this coming? Who's Tom Brady? I wouldn't have had a clue, and I and I love F one, but um, but you could move well a bit later on in the in the sort of launch. I mean, it was all pre-recorded. You could definitely tell it was pre-recorded because when they were all sat sat around doing a sort of a Q and A thing, I think it was Jim Arterton said, "Hang on, who am I speaking to here?" Just like, oh dear, someone's forgot to edit that out. <laughs> 
so even she didn't understand who she was speaking to yeah she wow i think she was just there to present because i think she's been in the bond from do correct me if i'm wrong but um yeah she you could tell that she didn't understand formula one at all and to be fair the drivers i don't think understand bond understood bond either there was a question to uh, sebastian and lance like which one of you is bond which one of you is q and they were just like uh <laughs> who's q and then they had to, had to explain oh, our q is the one that comes up with all the inventions and stuff and then they said oh actually this designer guy next to us is q we're both bond <laughs> so that's all what they said but it was just all very weird i mean it, it was it was what you expect sort of expected from a launch where you had the sort of team principal start or control coming into oh yeah is this is this that the other q a with the drivers but it was just but no it just it was just weird and a bit chaotic i've never said that quite a lot but we haven't actually gone to talk about the car itself if you want yeah. to move on to that yeah like you said honestly i loved the car the the green i think the standout for for me personally was the was the pink was the pink highlights especially on the front wing i thought that was a very nice um very very nice touch to the, to the car. Uh, I don't know if if you noticed uh, when the when the covers were on the car initially days before the launch, you could see pink lights coming from up above, and you were thinking, hmm, is there going to be a hint of pink? And yeah, hence hence the car on the on the platform with the front wings. I I loved it very much. Yeah, I mean, you just had a feeling that there would be some pink on the car especially when those pink lights appeared when they um, put that photo out on on social media and i do like the the little pink as you say highlights the sort of stripes down the car um the sort of pinstripes but i mean don't get me wrong i do like the livery it's probably one of the for me it's one of the better ones from the grid this year but i was expecting a little bit more of their sort of lime green the sort of neon yellow um color which they have on on their racing cars and i think that would have just taken the livery up i don't know where they put it maybe on on the intake or the fin or a, another pinstripe on the car but it just looks a little bit bland if you know what i mean it's, it's just one color with a bit of pink on it and it does look good but i just think if they had that lime yellow the lime green sorry then that would have just taken it up a notch and put it a few more places up in, in my rankings mm. <laughs> the most important thing are our rankings yes yes indeed yeah so we'll we'll come to that i'm looking forward to the rankings actually i don't know why but i i'm looking f- more forward to the quiz than i am to the rankings Ooh, interesting. yes next one Haas. oh dear here we go <laughs> Haas. yeah do, do you want to start on on Haas? okay so for those for those who don't know Haas is an american-owned Formula One car, Formula One, yeah, Formula One car by Gene Haas. So yes, so last year's car, 2020, it was grey and red. This year's car, however, is honestly, it's not even a car. I think I said to somebody that this car looks Russian. Yes, as in with the Russian colours, the Russian flag, it looks more Russian than it does look Haas. I don't even know where to start. I was just, I was fuming. I didn't like it. Wes, do you want to give your opinion? Yeah, I absolutely hate it, to be honest. I mean, the livery itself isn't bad, to be honest. It looks sort of retro. Mm-hmm. I do yes. like the sort of the sort of circle with the numbers in it rather than the sort of 
square ones we've seen in the past. I do like that, mm. but that's probably the only thing I like on the car, along with the M Schumacher and the German flag. Those are the only two things that oh, yeah. I like on the car. But yeah, as as you say, it's, it's an American F1 team, and what they've done is put the Russian flag all over it because uh, Schumacher's teammate, his dad, owns the main sponsor, the title sponsor to it. And yeah, they've. I mean, the Schumacher's teammate, he can't race under the Russian flag because of uh, the World Anti-Doping Agency. They've banned yeah. the Russian flag from being used in, in all forms of international sport. But the fact that they can seemingly get away with this design when clearly it is the Russian flag, I don't know whether that should be allowed. The FIA have approved the livery and wider the World Anti-Doping Agency, they are looking into it. But if drivers can't race and sports people can't compete under the Russian flag, how can they be allowed to put that design on the car exactly. it's just wrong for me yeah i mean forget yeah. that i mean i i can obviously understand why they did it because dimitri marzipin why well, he owns the title sponsor so of course he has a, a huge say in, in the design of the car but when you got the when when you've got wada saying russian athletes can't complete uh, can't compete sorry under the russian flag and then they go and put the russian flag all over the car something's just it's just not right in my opinion no, it's it's exactly yes, I agree with you there. It's like you've seen that I don't want to go into the whole like weather thing too much, but you've seen that they've said, okay, Russian uh Russian flags cannot be used in sporting competitions. You've seen that as the owner, but to then go and put it on delivery design, it's like you're ignoring it and you're you're not taking it seriously. For those who don't know, Mick Schumacher's teammate is Nikita Martipan. That's the only time I'm going to say his name. I'm yeah. just going to use he. Yeah, so that is Haas's car for the season. Yeah, Or, or as I called it, Hazepin. <laughs> rightly, it's, 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 rightly so. Yeah, if you told someone that, 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 that someone who's not into F1 at all, that car is, yeah, that's the American F1 team. People are just go like, hey, what? <laughs> are you sure it's not Russian? Just look, it's just an advert for Russia and their title sponsor. And on, on uh, sponsors, just briefly, how many sponsors do you think McLaren have? 30. Close, 35. How many do you think Haas have? One. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks like one, judging by the car. But Haas have got five. And you wouldn't know because the main sponsor, your alkali, is just bastard all over the car. And they've got another sponsor, one and one, which is a German web company. Those are the two main sponsors. No, you can't really see anything anywhere else. So, yeah, to have five sponsors on an F1 car when McLaren have 35, yes, McLaren are a bigger team, but five sponsors just hits it. And I don't think it's doing any good whatsoever for Gene Haas and his reputation. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years' time that Smarzapin bought the team from Gene Haas and just ran it as their own team. I wouldn't be surprised, really. Yeah, same same here. I mean, looking at the car, I don't know what Jean Haas's opinion was, but, well, that's the car they will be driving for the new 2021 season. And to the last launch is British manufacturer Williams. Now, days before the launch, Williams were due to release the car on an augmented reality app on the phone. But unfortunately, it was hacked. Yeah. So instead, so instead they released pictures, which I did see on Twitter, and um, I liked it. Again, a lot of blue. It's been an oncoming trend this year. Blue, 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 blue. 
and there was a YouTube video a friend sent out to me a few days ago just describing about what you'd see on the on the grid just a lot of blue cars and uh, I like Williams car I, I do but it's just there's so much blue there's not enough variety in fact I think I liked last year's one than I do this year's I don't know if you what do you think Wes yeah I, I would agree with that I do prefer last year's over this one I think this one is just quite bold is quite striking to look at um very strong yeah there's strong like a a very bright blue a bold blue and then they've mixed that with a slightly lighter blue and then the william w in in white but i think it was our our course leader who said they've done a good job on the first half of the car on the front half from the driver forwards but from the driver back it's just like oh someone's had to call them in for their dinner or something (laughs) they've been rushed a little bit and i do have to agree with that a little bit i do like the, the sort of hints of hints of orange of yellowy orange that they've got sort of a, an homage to the williams cars of the 90s and um, where i think it was nigel mansell and jack villeneuve and damon hill did he win with williams i can't remember definitely mantle and i'm pretty sure jack villeneuve won in a williams as well that sort of the yellow nose and then the blue and the white and the rest of the car i yeah. think if if they made the car predominantly white with little bits of blue around it, sort of blue stripes or something, and I think that would have been a little bit better than what they've done here, because the front half of the car is white with sort of a few blue stripes and a yellow stripe, and then the heart, the rear of the car from the driver back, it is just blue. There's a little bit of black at the back, which I do quite like with the uh, number as well, the driver number is on the black. I think that works really well, but it just looks like someone hasn't put enough thought or effort into designing it um, yeah and yeah I, I just prefer last year's to this year's really yeah the the intake the intake as well just covered in blue like you said the whole the back the back of the car from the driver's backwards like you said it's all blue um i just thought maybe you could have probably lessened the tone on, on the blue a bit and just add a little maybe a little more white on the back as well like you said some black but um yeah the car was okay the delivery was okay but um very sorry that it was hacked though i don't yeah, understand that, how the hacking happened yeah that, that is very disappointing and um i think williams or someone did put a tweet out of of uh, george russell basically showing well this is what it would have been like um if it wasn't hacked and yeah it's, it's just incredibly disappointing and annoying that someone has enough time and do that it's just it's just like this is why we can't have nice people go out of their way to annoy and yeah just annoy an f1 team just like have you not got anything better really but i think with the livery itself i think whilst it yeah i think it's all right it's not one of the best ones on the grid for me but I think you could probably tell that Williams, because of that livery, they're not one of the more well-off teams in F1. They're not one of the rich. Would you agree yeah, with that? I would agree. Compared to where they were years ago, I think then up until now, I think they've kind of fallen down the wayside. And it's going to take a long time for them to get back to where they were. But uh, yeah, so the next thing to do, well... I believe you have a quiz on the ha- on your hands. Yes, I prepared do. Prepared for us. 
Yeah, since uh, Ferrari launched their car today, I had a quick snooze around some websites, some quizzes, some F1 quizzes. Now, I found one, and it's about their number one driver, Charles Leclerc. Can you name the drivers who have shared a podium with Charles Leclerc? So when, when Leclerc has been on a podium, who have been on the other two steps with him? There's eight drivers in total. Right. And you name them all. Okay. So, drivers to have shared a podium with Charles Leclerc on races. Yeah. On races, yeah. So we have from 2019, we yeah. have Max Verstappen at the Montreal yeah. GP, where he finished second behind Leclerc. Yeah. He we have Verstappen in 2019 and won last year as well. Yeah. We also have Valtteri Bottas of Mercedes. Yeah. He finished third in, I think, Sochi. Was it Sochi? Probably I not. can't remember off the top of my head. All probably of not. drivers and, and how many podiums they've shared. Yeah. <laughs> the probably. Probably, but... but it was it was it was Valtteri Bottas. Bottas is one of them. Valtteri Bottas Lu- definitely yeah. Seven twenty. Lewis Hamilton one last year. Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Eight last also year. Also shared. Yeah. Eighteen eighteen twenty nineteen, sorry, one last year. Yeah. Also Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. His Twice Den Ferrari teammate. So that is what three, four. That is, I say eight out. <laughs> say eight drivers. It's actually one, two, three, four, five drivers. <laughs> five. So more than yeah. half. Okay. Hmm. One more. This year. Well, I say this year, twenty twenty. Right. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah. Just have... I'm not quite sure. <laughs> right. Let's have a think. If I tell you it was in the first half of last year. As in the first few rounds? The first few races, yeah. Right. Mercedes, it's not Ferrari, and it's not Red Bull. Okay. Lando Norris. Yes, correct. Really? Wow. Yeah. Do you remember, remember where and when? The Australian GP? Not Australian. Oh, sorry, we didn't have Grand Prix last year, no. Yeah, we didn't have that, sorry. Wow. Um... You're close with I'm... Australia. Is it in the is it in the same it's not in the same continent or same oh, no. geographical but, area? No. But just just the word Australia. Austrian Austria. GP. Yeah. First Grand Prix of the season last year. Where Leclerc won, Bottas second, and then Lando Norris in third after he put in a mar- <laughs> put in a rapid last couple of laps. Where um I think Hamilton had a time penalty and Norris was something like what these seconds, seven seconds off with Mm-hmm. One or two laps to go, and then yeah, he's, he just <laughs> just had, had like a speed boost or something. Wow, and he ended up, I think he ended up something like four point eight seconds behind Hamilton, so snatched third place off off Lewis and wow, uh, took his first podium in in Formula One. Wow, and so how many did I get right then? Yeah, you got all of them: Hamilton, all Bottas, Verstappen, Vettel, and Norris. Wow. Okay, I must admit, I, I will come to admit this, but right, I admit that yesterday I may have done some revision and watched <laughs> Drive to Survive. So whilst I was watching Drive to Survive yesterday, a few episodes in or of season two, they, re- they recounted a few races on Ferrari and uh, just for their progress and, and they were just seeing how how Charles Leclerc had won the Monza GP with, yeah, how he had won Monza. And uh, yeah, it was quite good for those who 
who are interested in Formula One, I suggest you go and watch Drive to Survive. The first two seasons have been released and are available to watch. Season three should be coming out soon. I'm not sure when. Yeah, 19th, I believe, next Friday. So maybe we'll have a, ch- a chat about that next week. I've watched both seasons of, of Drive to Survive and it's just, I think they're really, really good. For anyone who's into F1, they are something that you should definitely go and watch. Um, I think it feels a bit sort of, I don't know, a bit exaggerated sometimes, but like a bit dramatized. Is that a word? A bit, you know, when so you, you have a film where it's like based on real events, it's a little bit like that. We've tried to survive, yeah. except yeah, it actually is an event. Yeah, as I say, if, if you're into F1, just don't watch Try to Survive. There's, as you say, two seasons on, on Netflix. The episodes themselves are about half an hour long, so they're not too long. Something you can watch over a weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you did, Sam. Exactly. That's what I did. And I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so, so gripping. I didn't want to get out of my seat. I just want to keep, keep on watching it. It's amazing how you see how each team progresses from Haas to Red Bull to McLaren to Renault, even to Mercedes. It's so gripping. You get to understand each team's progress and their downfall during races. It's really good watch. Yeah, I agree. I already recommend. So, not really have long, to, well, I say not long to go, but I think the only thing left to do is the rankings, unless yeah. you want to <laughs> just talk maybe a minute or so about helmet cams. What do you oh, think yeah. about having helmet cams just inside the halo of the car? Yeah, again, that was something, again, I've just forgotten about. <laughs> now you've written it down. I was, yeah, remembered it. Um, yeah, there was a, a video on social media uh, this week of uh, Yuki Tsunoda driving the uh, Alpha Tauri car around Imola, uh, personally one of my favourite race, uh, racetracks. And it's just the, as you say, the, the helmet cam, sort of the driver's eye view sort of thing. And uh, if you watch Formula E, then there's a similar thing in that where you saw it's just like slightly left to the helmet. There's a camera and you get to see essentially what the driver's seeing. And I think it just looks really, really good. It looks awesome, personally get that sort of perspective from the driver to see how fast they're going and to see just from a sort of ground level. I mean, you have the sort of the T cam up top above the, above the engine and that's all well and good, but you don't really get that sort of immersion with the T cam as opposed to, as opposed to the helmet cam. And I think if F1 can bring that in this year, then that would just be brilliant for, for viewers, even even a casual F1 fan, just be like, whoa, this is what it looked like. I mean, people are used to driving their own cars around, but <laughs> to have something like an F to see what it's like to drive an F1 car and see how close the cars get as well. When you yeah. see closely, uh, sort of like people going free wide down straight of Australia or Bahrain, for example, you don't realise how close those cars are and just how fine a margin it is until until there's a potential accident but I, yeah. yeah as i say if if f1 can implement that this year i think more brilliant yeah i agree with you it'll be so good to watch as in like it'll, it'll make it'll make races more enjoyable as well and um yeah i i really i was really impressed when i saw that video oh and uh, just one question one more before we get to the rankings so the so the rate, so the calendar's out. I think I said this last week on social media. The calendar's out. What racetrack are you looking forward to the most of the 23 races we have available this year? Well, just firstly on that, it's been announced that Portimao in Portugal, 
Al Portomeo has been announced as round three as the championship. So I am quite looking forward to seeing uh, them racing there again. I think that was quite a good race uh, when F1 went there last year. But for new, in terms of new tracks, newest tracks that have been added in the last few years, I think Zandvoort, the Dutch Grand Prix, that'll be brilliant to watch. I mean, hopefully it's a good race. Uh, you obviously something that hasn't been in F1 for quite a while is the banked curves. And Zandvoort, yeah. I believe, has got two banked curves. Um, can't quite remember. But just seeing sort of even footage of it on the F1 game, it just looks mm. really good and, and exciting. And obviously something new to the calendar. And I think if, if Max Verstappen wins there <laughs> in front of his home crowd, that is, that is just going to be a sea of orange in the yeah. stands or with like orange flares and stuff. I think that would absolutely be brilliant to watch. I think that that would be sort of the equivalent of a Ferrari winning at Monza. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> sort of Dutch toast sort of thing. <laughs> um, but uh, in terms of cal- uh, tracks that have been on the calendar for a while, I think Spa. Can't beat Spa for me. I think Spa is just brilliant, brilliant track. And yeah. it's just, I, I would love to go there to Spa, just beyond Eau or, or Radion, mm. uh, even less source the first corner, just to be there and just like, <laughs> it's just brilliant oh, yeah Zandvoort and Spa I have to agree with you with, with Zandvoort I mean I don't think it was on the 2020 calendar last year also I'd, I'd love to go go and see Zandvoort as well um, just to get that Dutch feeling the people it's really good to really good watch I, I'm just so excited maybe I should book a ticket book a ticket to Zandvoort well, if, uh, if we over there if we can fly over there, that is. <laughs> Another one that I am looking forward to, I believe, which I believe is a night track, Suzuka, Japan. Not a night correct. Track, it's not a night but, race. I think the only night races are Bahrain, Singapore, and Abu Dhabi. Oh um, yeah. Well, actually, Jeddah might be a night race as well. Mm. We don't know, but uh, yeah, Suzuka, brilliant, brilliant track. It's a great track, and I'm looking looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, night night tracks as well. I, there's something about night tracks just makes me so. It's such a nice atmosphere, you know. Yeah, it's just. I think we saw with uh, with the Formula E and their first night races in in Diria a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, obviously, night races have been around in in F1 since I believe 2008 at Singapore, and it is it just adds something different, and it has sort of a different feel to the races. As opposed to a normal daylight race um i can't really put my finger on why but i think the night races in bahrain now they just feel and look a bit different to um when bahrain i think first started hosting grand prix and it was in the daytime yeah i think maybe maybe, maybe they're in the night because it's probably in the daytime in bahrain it gets a bit hot yeah <laughs> a few few cars overheating yeah, just the spectacle of night races it just looks brilliant, doesn't it yeah, it does. It does. And um, just to finish off, just to finish off the show, I believe we we should, let's do the rankings. Yeah, long away the cars. Shall we go ten down to yeah. one? Yeah, let's take it in turns. Give our our ten and work our way up. Okay. Do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Whatever we say for ten, I think they might be the same car. <laughs> I don't know about you. Y- um, yeah. If we go three two. If I go three two one, and then. After one, we both say what car is in yeah. tenth place. All right, then. All right. Three, two, one. Haas. Haas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Haas VF21 <laughs> is in yeah. tenth place. I it's did not. It's a, it's atrocious. I'm sorry. Any yeah. Haas fans who wants to disagree with me, <laughs> well, state your case. Yeah. But we await Haas... your strongly worded email. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not gonna give out my email, but yeah. well, Haas is in tenth place. Um Yeah. In, I don't ni- think there's in too ninth much place. About that. Ninth place. Where is it? Let me find it on my thing. Right. Three. In ninth. Two. One. Are we doing that then? Oh, we, well, we can do. <laughs> well, I, I was just gonna go through mine, really. All right. You, you go through yours. Okay. So in tenth place, we've both agreed that is Haas. In ninth place, I put down Alpha Tari. I also put Alpha Tari. <laughs> Did you? Have... Well. Yeah. In eighth place. In eighth place, we have the Alfa Romeo C41. I've gone Williams. Great. Williams. Ooh. Yeah. Well, well, Williams. Well, Williams are actually one position up, taking seventh. Ah, Williams, your seventh. Yeah. Well, my my seventh. A bit of a change from from last week. I made a complete hash of my rankings. Um, but seventh for me. I do feel a bit sorry, but it is Mercedes. Really. It's a bit hard. It's a bit harsh, and I do like the black and the blue, but. The silver lets it down big time for me. God, Wes. God. It's, it's harsh. It is harsh. but Well, I think mine might be... I don't know if my Mercedes ranking may cause a bit of talk, but we'll get there. In sixth place, I've put down the McLaren MCL35M. Sixth mm-hmm. place. Orange, blue. Yeah, there was nothing really good about it. I mean, it's almost, almost the same as last year. Yeah. It pretty much is the same, the same yeah. as last year. But no. I, I, th- I think it's a good livery. I'll go on to that in a bit. But um, my number six is the most recent one, Ferrari. It would jump up quite a few places if it wasn't if it just wasn't for that green. That green is awful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there's no I don't think there's too much to argue about it. The rest of the car is absolutely sublime, but that green, it drops it down yeah. quite a few places. Honestly, I think I had before this before starting this actually, I think five minutes before starting this episode, I had to really scramble to put ferrari in a position because mm. having just watched the launch i didn't know where to put it so i just had yeah. to scramble for a position okay so i think number five i put down aston martin yeah also aston martin i so love we, the pink we've, we've agreed on three yeah i love the pink <laughs> at the front wing i think that's the only other i think that's the only thing that i liked about the pink being on the front wing the green was good the noses of of these cars have been Slightly similar for some of them. I don't know if you've noticed. Well, I think with Aston Martin, it, it looks, again, similar to last year's Mercedes. But, I mean, copying the best car on the grid. So I just think the Aston Martin, again, would have bumped up a few places if it had some, uh, like a pinstripe of, of the lime greener. That's the only thing it's missing for me. Yeah. In fourth place, I think I've had to, I had to change it totally before touching this episode, actually. In fourth place, I put Mercedes. The W12. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I, I can see why. Because okay, it's, it's an all right livery. Mm. But um, you like the silver. I don't like the silver. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. My fourth. I know you put them a few places down, but McLaren to me. I just, I just really like it. I know it's similar to last year, but I think it just works. Yeah. The orange and the blue. It just looks good. And it's different on the grid as well. Compared to, compared to mm. what, about half the cars being majority, uh, majority of blue, McLaren and Madrid uh, have uh, primarily orange. It's, it's just different and, and striking, and I like it. <laughs> I agree with you. Okay. Y- yeah, my top three, I, I think my head is gone. Who's on the, who's on the podium? I, I can't decide it. So, so on the podium, for third place, we have 
Wow, I, I really don't know. But I think I'm gonna I Ferrari. Ferrari for me. Yeah. I think I uh-huh. hope I hope I don't come to regret this. Ferrari, I mean, I watched the launch, we all did. Burgundy along the side was just beautiful. Then we had the red, the green, it just wasn't. I don't know. If we didn't have the green, I don't know what other colour would have been good. Maybe just keep it red, to be honest. Black, black or white. Black or white, maybe, maybe if black. If they got to put the logo on there, maybe black or white. Yeah, maybe black. If they had had black instead of green, it would have really, it would really be battling for top two if they had the black. So okay. it had to settle for third place for me. And for me, like my third place is Red Bull. Solid Ooh. livery. Ooh. Solid livery, but I mean... It's just a Red Bull livery, isn't it? It's just good. Yeah. It's it's not as good as two others, in my opinion. Well, I think, I think, well, slightly going off Formula One, but I read in a newspaper one day that the West Ham manager, David Moyes, he said something along the lines of, if something, if something isn't broken or there's nothing wrong with it, then it doesn't need fixing. Yeah. If it ain't broken, I don't know if you get what I mean. Yeah. If, if it's not broken, then don't fix it. Exactly. That's it. And, that's exactly what Red Bull are doing. It's just a good livery. Yeah. In second place, that's exactly how I would describe it with Red Bull. I put Red Bull for second place <laughs> because I looked at it, just compare. Remember, they only had two digital photos when launching this yeah. car. So they were one of the quieter, if not the quietest team of the grid. And I, I, I loved it, everything. They just took off the Aston Martin and just put Honda on it. So it was. It's it's a great car for second place. Yeah, it, it just doesn't need changing. But uh, my second place is a. I know you'll disagree with this. Is Alfa Romeo? Their C41. I just really like. It's quite simple, but not too. Not as simple as Alfa Tauri's. But I really, really like the sort of the slightly darker red that you have in the Ferrari and the white as well, and sort of the red pinstripes, um, sort of going up the nose and into the cockpit. I just really, really like it and. The way they've inverted the colours from last year. So yeah. last year they had sort of red on the engine cover. This year they've got white. Um, I just think that really, really worked, and it looks stunning for me. And I know, yep. you, I know you disagree, but <laughs> we're all entitled to our opinions. Well, we are, yeah. <laughs> now, who's on. on top of the podium? Well, who has if, won? You've been ticking the... off the teams. There's <laughs> only one left. There's only one left for both of us, isn't there? Yeah. Um, it's the same one. I believe so. Right. Do you want to go three, two, one? Yeah. Three, two, one. Alpine. Alpine. Yeah. Alpine. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful car. I, I did it dirty last week by putting it in, in third or fourth, but another on second thoughts and second looks, it just looks brilliant. It's a beautiful. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. It is just stunning and i i love the sort of the metallic blue sort of thing um alpine cars have have pretty much always been that sort of the sort of light blue the um alpine a110 i think it was the old car of the 60s or 70s i think real uh, real wheel drive rally car does that sort of i think it's french rating blue i think is their color mm-hmm. and it just looks really really good with the with the white and red as well the french flag on this on the back of the car the white a for alpine it just looks good and then obviously you got back on there on sort of the under side of the car and yep. it just mixes really really well and i'm just really really looking forward to fernando alonso and, and esteban ocon getting some points in it really yeah 
I'm just going to say this briefly. Uh, I believe pre-season pre testing for Bahrain gets underway in two days. On the 12th, cars will be testing out their new rides yep, we'll, on we'll the 12th be, of March. We'll be so discussing it next week. Yep. See what see what happens in testing. If Ferrari have got a better power unit, mm -hmm. <laughs> see if they can see, see if they can top the timing change. That's um yeah. I mean Alpine is just it's a it's a great there's car. No, there's no other words for it. It's stunning. Uh, yeah. So just to give my order again, hopefully I haven't forgotten. In tenth place we have the dreaded Haas car. So Haas are in tenth place. In ninth place we have Alpha Tari. In eighth Alpha Romeo. Seventh is Williams. Six is the McLaren, Aston Martin in fifth place after 60 years back in F1. Fourth place, we have Mercedes, Ferrari, who launched today, are in third, Red Bull second, and Alpine were top of the podium. It's such a beautiful car. Yeah, and my top 10 go from 10th to 1st again, Arson at 10th, scoring one point. There's Alpha Tauri in ninth with two points, Williams in eighth, three points. Uh, Mercedes seventh, that's that four points, I believe, in the F1 yep. point system. Sixth place, Ferrari, certainly six points. Fifth place, Aston Martin, eight points. Fourth place, McLaren with 10. Third place, Red Bull with 15. And I think it's 18 for second place. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 18 points to Alfa Romeo, they're my second place. And then number one, Alpine, a full 25 points and an extra point for the fastest lap because it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we've come to the end of another episode of the Afterburners podcast. So you've been watching the Afterburners podcast. It's a goodbye from me, your host, Samoni. It's a goodbye from Wes. Goodbye. And thank you. Tune in next week for another episode. And I hope you have a lovely day and a lovely week ahead.